Hi, I'm Caroline Keys, and you're listening to Radio 8 Vol with Andras Jones. the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here at Starburns Industries in Burbank, California, on April 27th, 2019, with our musical guest, Isaac Opatz. Hello. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Isaac. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. Yeah, right. You showed up during our Caroline Keys episode calling from Los Angeles. Well, outside of Los Angeles. Outside of Los Angeles. Yeah. And now we're here. We can't we we're like, who is that guy? We gotta get we gotta get him on the show. So now here I've come to your stomping grounds. Not really Burbank, California. You you live in a hipper neighborhood. Barely. I mean, very close though. Just yeah. around just around um, the mountains. Uh, I live within uh, hearing distance of the five. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. We're close to. Or not so cool. It's, I know. it's whatever. It yeah. is. It's an LA experience. Yeah. And But you're from Missoula. Mm-hmm. I'm from Whitefish, which you're is Whitefish, north of Missoula. Which is, I've got a lot of connections in Missoula. Got it. Yeah. Missoula is like the town. If you're from Whitefish, Missoula is the town that a young songwriter goes to yeah. find gigs and meet other songwriters yeah. and other musicians. Yep. Right. That's where I went to college, too. Yeah. Olympia is kind of like that. Like, Kurt Cobain came from Ab- like Aberdeen. You're like, oh, Kurt Cobain's from Aberdeen. It's like, well, there's, yeah, he is, but yeah, that's a place you go. You know, Olympia's. Then they're like, he's from Seattle. It's like, eh, no, no, Seattle is not really it either. Because not that I spend a lot of time talking about Kurt Cobain, but being <laughs> from Olympia, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, Olympia. If you know, that was sort of like Missoula mm-hmm. for you. Yep. And uh, and we're gonna get into it but this the, today has a certain of certain resonance for you because you are actually about to be leaving LA so yeah. this is this is kind of a liminal episode by the time this episode comes out you will be LA will be firmly in your like rear beyond view. your your rear view yeah, yeah 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 it won't even be in your rear view anymore it'll be just tucked into my odometer somewhere <laughs> right yeah right um so uh, and, and again we're gonna get into sort of that that whole story as we ex- explore your music throughout throughout this. I was really blown away by your songs when I checked them out for the episode, and we threw one of them uh, on the show. I mean, on the episode that you did with Caroline. Yeah. 
And uh, actually, why don't we go? We we have eight songs on the board. Why don't you play a little bit of music? Oh, and yeah, I will, you can do uh, your th- Yeah, um, read the song titles. Song number one, Got to Me Since. Song number two, Everything But One Thing. Song number three, Arms Length Away. Song number four, Duck Lake Road. Song number five, Not Yet. Song number six, Limited Liability. Song number seven, One Way or Another. And song number eight, East of Barstow. Those will be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations here on Radio 8-Ball. We're going to be taking questions from, I guess, yeah, all people who I have not met yet. People who are friends and collaborators and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know... Just uh, pals of, of our guest, Isaac. They're going to be joining us, some of them in the studio, some of them from far away. Actually, uh, that's a lie. There is one guest that I do know, Caroline Keyes, will be returning to the show to ask a question on your episode, as you did on hers. Yep. Making a neat little circle. Oh, and we have your question, which is going to be the fir- the last question of the show. You wrote it down, and now with all the paper fetishists who tune into the show just for this one moment, <laughs> listen, there is... Can you tell what kind of paper this is? I was going to write on the back of one of these old uh, Starburn scripts, but Jessica, who's our engineer, who's rocketed to stardom since she appeared on the Safe Space, uh, Dino's Safe Space uh, podcast, she was like, no, 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 don't use that fancy scratch paper. You have to use this crappy yellow Historical. legal pad. Actually, I love these I legal pads. Yeah, my my dad was a, was a writer and a professor, hmm. and he always wrote on these, and uh, so I, I have a fondness for them. Yeah, I find that you uh, when you buy like expensive notebooks, you never come up with anything good. You always end up writing songs <laughs> on the worst paper. Yeah, 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 the backs of flyers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> receipts, receipts. Yeah. So, uh, so that and the, and then the, the the first question of the show always comes from the host, and that's going to be my question. And already there's some synchronicities which are are sort of uh, popping for me around that. Uh, so, we sh- first of all we share. A uh, a name. Your your name is Isaac Opas, but my middle name is Isaac. That's right. And I spell it. I spell it the traditional way. I S A A C. You spell it I Z A A K. Yeah. Much cooler. It wasn't my choice. It's still. Yeah. Whoever made the choice, very cool. You got two Z's in your name, man. I know. That's just awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. You know that looks great on a poster. Sure. It looks great on a poster. <laughs> so uh, so and and Isaac. Is the it means laughter? At least it, I was told that the, the the name means laughter or one who laughs. Yeah. So that sort of informs my question, but I want to give a little bit a little bit more context. So this episode is, although we're recording it on April twenty seventh, twenty nineteen, it's going to be coming out on June tenth. And June tenth, it's funny that we were just talking about the yellow. A uh, legal pad that my father used to write on June 10th would have been my father's 94th birthday. Hmm. Uh, he passed away in, a long time ago, decades ago. Uh, but his he, he very much is, is inform his work as a dream psychologist very much informs the stuff that I do with Radio Eight Ball. So I always feel very 
connected to him through this work. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, I'm pretty sure that the inspiration for doing Radio 8 Ball came from after he, uh, after he, he had, it's a sad story, he had Alzheimer's and then he died and then I went back to Olympia to sort of just, I don't know, be with him and then eventually when he died I started to go to school at the college that he taught at and while I was there I started DJing and I came up with this format, Radio 8 Ball, that has become, at the time was just sort of a fun thing to do late at night and now has become the overriding, it takes up all, every hour of every day of my oh, life. Yeah. So, and I probably, and, and my dad led these dream seminars in which people interpreted dreams as if they were poetry. And now we're in poet, we interpret poetry or songs as if they are people's answers. So there's a, there's some connective tissue there. Yeah. So when I was looking today at that, and I saw this episode was coming out on June 10th, I thought, oh, well, that's that's pretty cool. That's a, that's a, that's a nice thing. And I was also, but I was also the thing that I was also sort of vibing off of was the sync connection of our names and the meaning of that name because I. I sometimes think that the show... I don't think the show is a downer, but I think sometimes I'm a little bit of a downer about the show. Like, mm. I, my questions are... Like, I always... I have to... You only have to ask one question. Yeah. I have to ask three questions in the course of this next week, and I have to, I have to question, ask a question at the beginning of each one. And sometimes I'm just in the midst of, you know, crap. Yeah, yeah introspection and, is necessarily dark sometimes. Yeah, and I feel like the need the need to be authentic... You know, I feel like the I feel like it's my responsibility to ask you know, to not just ask goofy fun questions. Yeah. But at the same time uh, I don't want it to be a bummer. Like I really don't want the show to be a bummer and so I've been th- and I was thinking about that idea of the laugh the laughter and Isaac and almost like thinking of like the archetype of the fool and I'm curious. Do you have any? Do do you feel like a resonance with your like the name Isaac? Does it? Do you feel like it makes you a a brighter person? I have never thought of it that way. Or happier, or more connected to laughter. There seems to be a sense of humor in your music. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean like funny, like a like Weird Al Yankovic, but there's just a, like when I say a sense of humor, it's like the sense. Yeah. Like throughout it, there's a sense of a kind of intelligence. That has a has a little bit of distance and ha- is looking at, at at things with a little bit of a smirk. Yeah, right? I I've never connected that with my name, but that's definitely um, a through line, which is I think it's more like um, self-deprecatory, or it's uh, I guess it's it comes from um, sort of a self-consciousness about being in the position of singing the song and needing to put myself in my place, I guess. Never wanted to come off as too cool or, or obscuring how... Uh, I don't know how I don't know what's going on either or I make my own mistakes. It's also my dad is from uh, Minnesota and I've heard that's a kind of... Minnesotans, Midwesterners have a really dry sometimes black sense of humor and uh, are really self-deprecating. So I've never connected it with like the etymology of my name, but... Um, and I don't feel, sometimes I don't feel, humor is kind of, I think some things are hilarious. Other times, one of my least favorite things in the world is to be in a room where everybody's laughing, but I don't get it, <laughs> or I'm just not there. When somebody yeah. is like laughing above you, it's, it is really tough for me to, uh, I don't know, I, I kind of turn inwards when that happens. 
But as far as the songs go, um, I think that they kind of come from like the the country tradition, although they're not country songs. And that's the one thing, one of the things I really like about country music is its sense of humor. Yeah. And doesn't take itself too seriously. Right. Yeah. Right. So, <clears throat> well, that that leads to me to to my my question for the Pop Oracle, which is, you know, in the spring, in the summer, it's easy to have a positive outlook. Mm-hmm. And in, in the winter, it's I guess it's more natural to have a darker outlook. But I was I just came I just came through. We do these shows. Um, we record them and then they come out months later. So I'm always a little bit behind and out of time. Yeah. Like right now, the stuff that's coming out is stuff that we recorded in late February in Los Angeles. So as a part of my mind that's in still in late February, and I'm just. In that part of me, the episodes are just coming out of a pretty dark phase, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I won't go into all of it. But if you were, if you've been following along, you know that the winter got pretty intense and dark, and that lately things have been looking up. Things have been kind of. We've had some really groovy guests. The sun's been out. I've been feeling great, and so I guess what I'm trying to do is figure out one how to bank some of this good energy and keep that ride going so that I can I can hit that winter wall with a kind of uh with this with a kind of sense of humor mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. and to be able to keep the show and the questions honest and authentic but also remember that I'm you know that I'm a fool and yeah. that that's and that there's that there's joy in that I guess and and I guess then that's the other thing. It's just like really how personally can I revel in the difficulties that I have and transform them into something that's fun to hang out with, with musicians. And because there's a time, yeah, again, there's a time for isolation and there's a time for feeling bad, but I don't necessarily want Radio 8 Ball to be that time. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's a long rambling way. Let me get, yeah. let me hone that question. Basically, the question is, how can I have uh, more laughter throughout the whole show of Radio 8 Ball, especially around my questions, from here to whatever comes? And now, to engage the Pop Oracle, I'm going to spin the Wheel of Eight. Na, 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 na. Song number seven, one way or another. All right. (laughs) I'll be at your wedding one way or another. Maybe I'll be playing in the band. Maybe I'll be working for the catering company, switching external cans. Maybe I'll be drinking white wine with your mom, talking about the ways you've grown. Slamming the croy in the back with your dad, worrying about surveillance drones. Maybe I'll be spending my time by the dumpster, puking up all that free booze. Dreaming of the days when you were my lover 
I can see things through I'll be at your wedding one way or another I'll be at your wedding one way or another I'll be at your wedding one way or another But I'd rather be up front with you That was a dite, <laughs> a dite, one way or another, the answer to my question, how can I have more laughter in my, yeah. in the Radio 8 Ball show, particularly around my questions. So, tell us a little bit about the background of that song, Isaac. That's uh, about a uh, former roommate of mine that I had a long-standing crush on, and um, it, uh, yeah, it was just kind of from crushing on somebody and wanting to tell him that um, I would always be their friend, but in the back of my mind, of course, I would rather be more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's pretty, that's a basic sentiment, so it's a short song. <laughs> no, it's like, and it's a very, it's a really cute song, and it's like, it uh, reminds me of the Nick Lowe song, I Knew the Bride When She Used to Rock and Roll. Yeah. A little Love bit. That song. You actually, you're you. That sense of humor that I talked about in your music, yeah, is very Nick Lowe-ish mm. to me. That's flattering. That's like this that that quality, just not. It's like a in an Elmore Leonard. Do you ever read any Elmore Leonard? Mm -mm. There's a way he would describe characters who he thought were cool, and he'd find a way when we meet them to say that they did something, but didn't give it too much. Uh -huh. Like she. She said, get out of here, but she didn't give it too much. Huh. Or, he, you know, whatever. And that's that quality, that Nick Lowe quality, and it's what I hear in that song, the sense of yeah. just, like, you know. And even that, like, I don't need, that's it's a ditty. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, what is it? Probably it's, that's a two-minute song, right? I think it's less than two minutes. Less than two, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. If you can get a song under two minutes and have it really be a song, that's yeah. kind of what was always one of my goals as a songwriter. Yeah, right? it's efficient. Yeah, what was it, uh... Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, don't bore us, get us to the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, the answer to my question, well, first of all, just sort of in the idea of having that, not giving it too much. Maybe there is something about that. Like, I, I really, I either agonize about my questions the whole time. I don't really do that as much anymore. I used to agonize for weeks. What am I going to ask at this next one? What am I going to ask at this next one? And now I don't do that so much. But I, t but I still... Maybe give it a little bit too much sure. weight, and maybe I should remember that there's that this is a fun thing we're doing. Uh, even though to me, sometimes like again, I do I put one of these out every day. Every yeah. day I'm doing Radio Eight Ball. Every day, so it's impossible for every day to be a good day. Yeah, <laughs> but you do want it to mean something every day. Yeah, right. Uh, and then the idea of, I guess I was thinking about the song as being from my sense of humor. I'll be waiting for you one way or another. Uh -huh. I'll be that you know, in all these different these these situations that could be sad or pathetic. Like if you can have, whenever you are in a place where you can get some perspective, then here I am. I'm hanging out with your dad. I'm hanging out with your mom. I'm puking in the corner mm -hmm. or in the, by the dumpster, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I like that. I like the idea that. 
I thought you were going to say that when I said that you that you your songs have a sense of humor that you're going to say, well, they do, but I use sense of humor to battle back the crippling depression that I suffer with on a <laughs> basis. I'm glad you didn't say that. Yeah, me too. But I do, but I but I do feel like there's something about that that like that uh the sure. if you have a sense of humor, which I guess everyone has a sense some sense of humor, mm-hmm. but I guess if you have a sense of humor, then in any situation, it's there to be employed. Yeah. It's ballast. Right. Yeah. Like it could be the worst, like the worst thing you could possibly imagine. And you hear stories about people who are still making jokes or still trying to lighten the mood. Yeah. Although if you, depending upon how dark the situation is, you might just be like, stop tap dancing, yeah. dude. Just for, <laughs> for yeah, a second. For a week. But yeah, I think people who have gone through the most have the best sense of humor. Generally. And I, I want to get to, we're going to bring in some of your guests here in a second, but I, I, I wanted to speak to that idea about laughter being isolating. I've been working on this project. I made a record many, many years ago that's just coming out. It's, uh, I've talked, I've played some songs from it on the show. And there's a song on it called Natalie Wood Said, and we're working on a video for it, which may be out by the time this comes out. So it's perfect to talk about, where we're just going and using a bunch of footage from Natalie Wood films. And so I've been watching all of these films from Natalie Wood. You know who Natalie Wood is? Mm-hmm. She was an actress from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. She was uh, she was in Rebel Without a Cause with James Dean. And uh, she was in, when she was a kid, she was in Miracle on 34th Street. Okay. And played the kid in that. She was, then she uh, drowned in the early 80s and there's still mystery around it. Mm. And we talk about her in the, in the, song but the point is i've been watching all these old films from the 50s and there's i realize i've been watching them and uh i think it's Ilya kazan who does this a fair amount but i it noticed it in several films that they would display the isolation of one character by them being in a room where people are <laughs> yeah you, know, you hear these people laughing and these big laughs and someone walking through that situation and it creates this in cinematically, it creates this real sense of isolation and displacement, which is odd because you, it's, it's not what you like. It's not like it's a fake laugh or there's right. anything about it, but it, it described almost exactly that that sense of isolation that you were describing earlier. And I yeah. just thought, oh well, that's yeah, it's hard to explain. I mean, laughter is so positive, obviously, and sort of I guess it's like a, a hallmark of like connecting with somebody. But if there are people connecting over something. And you can't quite access it, then it's even more alienating. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see, that's the kind of thing I like to get into. That's why I wonder, I wonder if I... <laughs> I'm, I like that this is a great way to start off a, a show with two, with two Isaacs. Yeah. With exploring the, the idea of laughter as something that is a joiner and humor as a joiner, but also as a source of isolation. Yeah. So maybe there's going to be something in that dichotomy that will express itself throughout the rest of this episode over the next week as we hang out with Isaac Opatz and his fantastic songs that just don't give it too much. 
Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show.